when you did that freestyle and dropped it, how did you see like everybody react to that? Bro, it was history. It was saying I was the first Connecticut rapper to do a freestyle on Funk Flex. Damn, dude. Yeah, I think I made history. Like I was freestyle number fourteen, first CT rapper ever to be on Funk Flex. Like to, to me, for me to say that right now, Mike, in front of you right now. Insane, dude. Welcome to the Mike Squires and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Mike Squires. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Annoyed. You may know Annoyed as one of the dopest rappers in Connecticut. The big walkie-talkie. The burgundy boy. But to me, he's a good friend. We talk about a time his manager, Pace, pretend to be on the phone with Diddy to open up an opportunity for him. We talk about his freestyles going on Sway in the Morning and Funk Flex. And I also talk to Annoyed about prioritizing his health, his mental health, his physical health, and why that's important to him. Now, if you want to support the Mike Squires and Friends podcast, all you got to do is hit that little subscribe button or download on your preferred podcast platform. Now, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to tune in with the big walkie-talkie, the living legend himself, Annoyed. Annoyed, welcome to the Mike Squires and Friends podcast. Yeah. What you been up to lately, man? Bro, listen, being within my greatness, you know what I'm saying? Finding my greatness. And I feel like I finally found my greatness, you know I, what I'm saying? I feel like I see you on a winning streak right now, yeah. dude. Yeah. I, but I want to bring it back, dude. What does growing up look like for Annoyed? Um, well, I grew up in Bloomfield, Connecticut, so shout out to Bloomfield. Um. It was just it was just Bloomfield, man. I don't know I don't know how else to explain it, man. Just fun, um, being with my friends, playing basketball after school, doing homework, like regular kid stuff, bro. Like it just it just I miss those days. You yeah, know what I'm saying you you asking me that question, making me like reminisce on just like the nostalgia, the old, the old days. But man, like just growing up in Bloomfield, man, it like it's beautiful. So when did you find out that you could rap, dude? Oh, that's a great story. Um. So uh, it was, uh, I think, high school, like freshman year. I think it was like around freshman year. It was me and my boys, shout out Gabe, Omar, um, Jamie. And we was like, yo, let's rap. Like randomly out of nowhere, we was just like, yo, let's rap. And then he, uh, Gabe went into the closet and he had like a whole bunch of notebooks. And then we just rap. <laughs> we just wrote. Like It was literally like a movie. Like when you think about it, like... How you could create a uh, like a, a just a group of rappers, that's how it happened. Like randomly, just out of the moment, and then next thing you know, I just fell in love with it, bro. I recorded my first song, played it back, and I just fell in love with how I sounded. Like I was like, wow, this is a rush, this is a high. Like I'm actually falling in love with something. You know what I'm saying? Because I never really fell in love with anything. This is like discovering what I want to do with my life. And at that moment, I was like. I want to do music. Yeah, dude. And yeah. when you find your passion, that's like the greatest thing ever. It's a beautiful thing. You know, one thing I remember that when we were shooting the Altitude video, I just yeah. remember your mom being super supportive. Yeah. Was she always that supportive? Oh, my, yo, shout out to my mom. Listen, Ma, I love you. <laughs> shout out to my mom for uh, for being so supportive. And um, I think that stems from, you know, my pops. My pops does reggae. Shout, shout out to my pops, Chuck Fender. Um, and, you know, my mom's seen him on his journey. You know, run, uh, walking around the house with his notebook, with his notebook and notepad, and you know, writing lyrics and stuff like that. So when she seen me doing it, she was like, "Oh, he's a, he's his father's son." You know what I'm saying? Like that's his. He's really a splitting image of his father. You know what I'm saying? So she was she had to be supportive because she seen it, and she knew like once I started doing that, it it wasn't it was up from there. You know what I'm saying? So she was super supportive. Shout out to my mom. She never told me to turn my music down. 
She always let me stay up super late and do whatever I had to do. I love you, mom. What's something that you got from your father, too, on the music side of things? Um, energy, you know? Because mm. uh, I was always a great performer. Like, even from the first time I, I, I performed, um, it was a New Britain High Talent show. And that was, like, my first time actually being on stage in front of a big crowd. And I was just so electric, riled up, and, like, I was ready. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, uh, it was a rush going through my body at that moment. And then, you know, I just kept perfecting it. And then, you know what I'm saying? You know, you see me on stage before. I'm yeah, super energetic, dude, jumping up and down, going crazy. And then one day I was I, I was like, yo, let me watch some videos of my pops, on, you know, performing. And he on stage going crazy, jumping up and down. Like, I used to, like, I'm doing the same thing. So I'm like, yo, that's where I get it from. And I didn't do that on purpose. It just happened like that. So it's just like, it's in the bloodline. Electricity is in the bloodline. Shout out to my pops for giving me electricity. You know what I'm saying? The living fire. And I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when does the first Annoyed song come out? Um, My first Annoyed song that came out. We talking about officially come out or just like MySpace days where you put out a song? We could touch on a little <laughs> bit of both. Um, I'm the first. I want to say like my first official song that came out. With a video type. I'm thinking Flo Chandeliers. Damn, that's how I yeah, found you, dude. Yeah. Shout out Hunter Lion, yeah, dude. shout out to Hunter Lion. Yo, a beast, man. Ahead of his time. Yeah, Ahead dude. of his time. I remember I reached out to Hunter because um, I had seen a video um, being played. I think it was a Jitter video um, in the studio one time. It was a studio in East Hartford. I see him like, yo, who directed this video? I seen the end. It said Hunter Lion. I do my research. Boom, boom. I think I hit him on Facebook or Instagram or something. I was like, yo, bro, I need a video. You know what I'm saying? Like, I only got this much money, blah, 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 work with me. You know what I'm saying? And then he came out and we shot the Flo Chandeliers video. And that was like my official, like, official music video that I was proud of. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, let's say that was the first official Annoyed song that came out. Dude, I remember seeing that, like, super early on. And that's yeah. from the Summer in Cincinnati project. I think, I think, no, Flo Chandeliers. No, that was from Annoyed with Life. Annoyed with Life. Like, and this one, it's not even on streaming platforms no more. Mm. I think I uploaded it myself. I think yeah. through TuneCore or something, and it's not there anymore. I don't know what happened, but um, that was my first official like EP that dropped, like 2014, Annoyed with Life. And then Floor Chandeliers was on there. You dropped Annoyed with Everything, and then Liquor Stains. Yeah. And I remember Liquor Stains being a moment yeah, for you, yeah, dude. Yeah, Summer in Cincinnati. That, that, that was Summer in Cincinnati. Liquor Stains was Summer in Cincinnati. That was my second project that I did. And that was a standout record. That was the first record that I was like, oh, Annoyed is here. He's arrived. They playing him on the radio. Who's this? You know what I'm saying? And that's when I got my relationship with DJ Buck. Oh, shout out to DJ Buck. You know what I'm saying? You see me perform at the Pro-Am. And I, was, and I performed Liquor Stains. And then um, I guess we played the, the, the record for him. And he was like, oh, that's that joint you was, you was performing. Played it on the radio. That, that You know what I'm saying? That same week. So it, everything was happening so so quick. But yeah. when I look back at it, it wasn't really quick. Like, I definitely, you know, from 2014 to 2015, that's like a whole year. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I remember Webb getting on the remix, too. Yeah. Is that where your relationship with yeah. him started? That's literally where me and Webb got the relationship. Um, I think, like, Webb had, had seen me doing my thing. You know what I mean? I think shout out to Apathy, too. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because, you know, they was cool, too. So, you know, Apathy was like, yeah, I know Annoy, yeah, he's super dope, boom, boom. And then that relationship, and then everybody just chopping it up. And, then, you know, Webby seeing me do my thing. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hop on the remix. Boom, 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 I get Webby on the remix. And then we just built that relationship. Um, he put me on the, um, I can't complain. I forgot what project that was on. I think Webby's Lab, Webby, too. Webby's Lab, too, or some yeah. shit. I came over to his house, his parents' crib, and I recorded my verse on that. 
bodied it. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? He just kept reaching out. Yo, yo, I got another one for you. I think we did slow down. I think slow down was next. Maybe slow down or something else. But um and we just kept we just kept building, man. Slow down. 2001 Like yo When we get into the Webby archive With Annoyed and shit Like the Webby Discography with Annoyed Is crazy It is crazy We got crazy, bangers dude. man Shout out to my bro Web And we got so many bangers So I know you took a meeting With Def Jam With yeah. Tool Clark right Yeah I love Tool Shout out to Tool How'd that go Bro that was like The first meeting That I took That I was actually like Yo I wanna go here You know cause I took A lot of meetings so many meetings, bro. Def Jam, um, Sony, um, what was the other one? Columbia. Too many to name. Man. All of the, the heavy hitter labels, we took a lot of meetings, you know, just chopping it up with people. And then I went to L.A. one time for this meeting at Def Jam. Walked in there. Super great guy. You know, he's smiling. I'm playing my music, and he's, like, happy and smiling. Like, I'm like, yo, this dude is really feeling my music. Like, normally when you go to take these meetings... They don't really listen to the music at all. You know what I'm saying? He actually was listening. And not even to a single. It was like one of my intros. I think one off uh, A Time and Place. And I'm like, yo, he's really loving this. Like, I'm I'm getting that energy from him like he gives a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. I, I don't mean to curse on here. I'm really trying to keep it low. But I was like, he really cares about the craft of the music. That's why I was like, yo, I want to go to Def Jam. Yeah, Because I like this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to talk to you about another time, too. Uh, so was there one time where Pace pretended to be on the phone with Diddy yeah. at Hot 97? <laughs> Yo, shout out to bro, bro Pace, man. Like, he's the definition of, I'm going to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So we went up there, acted like he was on the phone with Diddy, boom, boom, boom. And next thing you know, we upstairs. You know what I'm saying? In the building with everybody. So we had to, you, you got to, sometimes you got to, you got to fake it till you make it. Yeah, did that transpire into anything? Like, what happened uh, once you're upstairs? Um, yeah, we met. Uh, who we meet up there? Do we met Flex? Do we meet Flex up there or DJ Enough? Um, we met a couple people up there. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm super grateful. You know what I'm saying? Because those are still relationships that I have today. You know what I mean? And I feel like if he didn't do what he did in that moment, we wouldn't be who. We, where we are today so shout out the pace for making it happen man acting like he was on the phone with diddy <laughs> no that's amazing i also know that there's a video of you and wale yes can we talk oh, about man. that dude oh man listen i <laughs> see it's crazy because i i still feel this way to this day man and like why well, i'm gonna have to meet wale again you know what i'm saying yeah and i have to redeem himself because can you tell people the story of what's yeah, going on yeah um i think i was at uh sway in the morning and um I think I was up there for a freestyle in an interview, and obviously he was too. Um, and you know, I went to go introduce myself to him and, and stuff like that. And then you know, I put my hand out. I don't think he's seen. I don't know if he's seen it, but I seen it on the playback. Like he kind of was just like brushing it off. Like who is this kid? Get out! Of me. You know what I'm saying? Like the vibe he gave off was real. Like I don't care. So yeah. I, I took that to like All right, I'm never listening to Wale ever again. Yeah, I mean, dude. And I was a Wale fan. Like, I love Wale. Like, he's super lyrical. Like, I love Wale, you know? But what would your energy be if you met Wale today, dude? I'm going to tell him that same story. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, I, 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 like, and he going to have to tell me that he really didn't do that on, like, on purpose. Like, because I'm taking it to the grave, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen the video, so I feel yeah, you. Yeah, like, you feel me? Like, that's, it was, I, I low key felt disrespected. And I know I'm not nobody in that moment. But I'm going to be there eventually. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to see him again in these big rooms. And I'm going to be like, yo, when I was a little 
killed. You gotta just be like, check this out. Yeah, like, check this out, man. Like, you was disrespectful, man. Like, and I took that to the grave. I didn't want to listen to you no more. You know what I'm saying? But I listened to him after we had that conversation. Then I'm like, all right, I love you, Wale, again. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah, so what was a moment in your career where you really felt the energy shift and things start to level up? Um, I want to say 2016, um, when we did, uh, we had Lucky. I wanted to talk Lucky, about Lucky, dude. Yeah, Lucky was a, it was, I don't want to say was, it's a great record. Cause I hate to feel like records get old and they, just, you know what I'm saying? Music don't get old. We do. You True. Know what I'm um, but Lucky was just one of them records that, that just happened organically, bro. Like we was like, all right, we need a new single. We need a single. We need a single. So I had a whole bunch of records and then we sat around. Um, I used to, we just have like little listening part, like not listening parties, but listening powwows and stuff like just a couple couple heads in there like five or six people um and just listening to to songs and then we picking out which one gonna be the single and um it was it was uh it was lucky and uh, another record on um autumn in cincinnati was monday and we was like all right these are the two our two favorites out of the records that we played boom 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 so we put out lucky on soundcloud i remember and the next thing you know everything just start picking up radio pick it up and then everything started happening so fast, like so, so fast. And like, I would go to the mall and they'd be like, oh, that's annoyed. Can I take a picture with you? This is how I know I was lit. Like when people want to take a picture with me at the mall, I'm like, oh, wow. And then the the, the exact moment when I'm like, oh, this is crazy. New Brand High Talent Show. And remember I was telling you about New Brand High Talent Show. That was my first performance ever. But then to like all circle back to New Britain High Talent Show again, like thousands of kids in there. You went to perform it, perform. dude. I remember they went nuts. Bro, I still got a video on my phone. They was, went crazy. I was like Drake in there. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is real. Like, I'm lit. Like, everybody's here to see me. Wow. This moment, uh, that's when I knew, oh, okay. Like, I'm, this is, I'm officially here. I officially arrived. The Noid is officially here. Yeah, Lucky. dude. I want to bring it back to. I want to come back, but I want to bring it back to Once in the Burgundy Moon. Yeah, I'm, I, listen, we could be here forever talking about annoyed discography. Once in the Burgundy Moon, man. Um, I remember a lot of things was happening in my life. You know, I, uh, I lost my job, crashed my car. I was just in a real like dark place, and um, that was like one of them projects where I just put my all into it. You know what I'm saying? And it shows when you listen to it. You know, we got records like Altitude. And you shot the video. Yeah, I want to talk about that, yeah, dude. Altitude was like one of my favorite records ever. And some some people's favorite record ever. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of them records where I just pulled my heart out on, you know? And that, like, that's one of them records that's going to live forever. I watched the video this morning, you know, like, yeah. getting into this. Yeah. And man, we did put, we put a lot of effort into that, that video, yes. dude. I saw that we were like, we went to the top of the mountain with the camera yeah, set up, dude. Yeah. Uh, there was also a 2 chain show that we used footage from too that you opened yeah. up for. Yeah. How was that experience? Um, I think I, I performed Liquor Stains with Webby. Yes, dude. Yeah. And we used that footage in part of the video yeah. shout too. Out the, and I want to say this, shout out the Web for you always using his platform to help other artists. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have to do that. Yeah, like it was his, it, he was on the show. He was like, yo, Noy, come out and, and let's do the remix. You know, he see me doing my thing. So he's like, all right, yeah, come out and do it. And then, you know, I go crazy on stage. Like, he, you you tell me I can get on stage. Oh, you sure? I'm going crazy <laughs> jumping up and down. they like, who is this kid going out on stage? So I always took advantage of 
the opportunities that was, you know, brought to me. And shout out to Webby again, man. Like, that's my bro for real. Dude, Altitude also has one of my favorite lines of yours, too. Yeah. You make, what is it? You make, you make a minimum, minimum wage, wage, I'm making sacrifices. sacrifices. Yeah. That that line right there still lives on to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, making sacrifices. Like, you working. I'm literally, you're like, you working a job for somebody else. I'm working for myself. And risking it all, And dude. risking it all. You know what I'm saying? Not making a paycheck. I'm literally just trying to, looking at, I'm looking at it from five years from now. Like, I'm losing right now, but five years, I'm going to get it all back. You know what I mean? And that line still stick with me, like, to this day. And I, was, I wrote that in, like, 2016. It's 2023 right now. You got to invest in yourself, dude. Yeah. And you know, one thing I also want to say about the Altitude video, that room that we were in, yeah. we didn't set that up. That was your bedroom, yeah, was dude. Bedroom, Those man. were all the lyrics on the walls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. I was just there. Like, like, like I, I go there to just remember why I did this. You know what I'm saying? Like to remember the love, the passion, the time that I put in on my craft, bro. I used to literally just be in there and just write. You know what I'm saying? Like just write. No bills, no child to take care of. Like this was really just me perfecting the craft over and over and over again. Like you could see it on the wall, the raps on the wall, but that was only like 1% of the raps that I remember that you had bins I had, underneath I had bins too. of like rapping, like raps on paper. So I was like literally just perfecting the craft over the years. And it shows now, like you see it like now I can, you know, put me in a studio. All right, I'm ready. Do you ever go back to those bins and try to see where your headspace yes. was at at the time? I go back just to literally just for the love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's some trash on those papers for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you got to go through that to get great. You know what I mean? It's repetition. You know what I'm saying? You write a verse today. Let's say I wrote a verse today and then I wrote and I keep writing, run, keep writing and keep writing. And then I write another verse in five years. That verse is going to be better than the verse I wrote. You know what I'm saying? Because I practiced it over and over again. You know what I'm saying? So I, I might have wrote it faster. Had more entendres, had more, like, you know, similes, metaphors, you know, rhyme schemes, you know what I'm saying? So you perfect the craft over and over, and it shows, man. Where does Burgundy come from? Um, Burgundy. Um, that, that came from, like, because I, I always wanted to have my own, like, brand, my own movement. And, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I need something to call it. I need, I need to call it something, you know what I'm saying? And I think... I was just like in my bedroom, like in this legendary room that we talking about. Like, I'm, I'm just call it burgundy. That's my favorite color. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to spell it different. You know, I knew I wanted to spell it different. So I was like, just playing around with it, writing it down. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take the U's out, put the I, boom, boom, boom. That looks dope, burgundy. And I still say it to this day. You know what I mean? Sold out of the burgundy hoodies. So you know what I'm saying? Shout out the burgundy, man. We here. And I want to talk to you about the time where we started connecting. We connected for the Altitude video, but I remember that we were both recording with Nitty at the time, yeah. dude. So we'd run into each other there. Yeah. And I remember you got on our So Blessed record, yes. dude. Yeah. Bro, you went in the booth, what take, yeah. in and yeah. out. And that verse is so fire, yeah, dude. I love that verse, man. I got, I'm going to have to listen to it again, but I do remember that I bodied it, man. Like, shout out to my brother, Nitty, man. That, yeah. That was, good, that was a great record. My mom always brings it up. She's always like, orange and olive green, because that's what one of the orange references. Orange and olive green. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I got to listen to that when I get in the car. After this, I'm about to listen to that, because that was like, I remember you being super hyped to like, 
hear that verse on the playback. Yeah, I want to talk to you about some of your records, too, because one thing I enjoy about you is your writing, man. Yeah. So on Ottoman Cincinnati, dude, you have a record called Rain. Yeah, wow. Can we talk about that record? Oh, man. Please stay out the rain. Please stay out the rain. Yeah, I remember I, remember I wrote that record. Um, it was just like about, you know, uh, police brutality at the time. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's always been a tough subject to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Being... um racially uh profiled, you know what I'm saying? And 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 um just off of the color of your skin, you know, being being uh feeling unsafe by the people that's supposed to keep us safe. Um and I, I always wanted to touch on subjects that 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 broke my heart or that like really I was passionate about, you know what I'm saying? That 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 I really wanted to speak about because I know people listen to people because that's what they give them. Like, you know, like I listen to J. Cole because I know he's going to give me a certain like t- certain type of vibe or I know what I'm going to hear from him. So I know that some people listen to me for those certain type of subjects. So I had to make sure I had to touch on that. And, you know, the record show, man, Listen to Rain. It's a great record. Dude, and the, the ability to make people feel emotional from a record is insane, dude. Yeah. You also have a record called Abort Mission. Abort Mission, see? Yeah. The that, writing in that is insane, dude. Yeah, once in the burgundy. Yeah, the, oh my God. And I was just talking about this today. Like, um, I'm going to start, like, doing reels and stuff on my old records. And, like, shooting them like I shoot them now, but just, like, rapping the verses. Some of my, like, Once in a Burgundy Moon, The Time and Place, all of those, uh, all of those old records. Because I feel like that record still lives on to this day. 2016, I'm telling you, bro, like, those records that I wrote back in 2016 was crazy, man. Bought Mission, man. It was, a, it was, a, it's a tough one to listen to. Like especially if you've been through it, it's a tough one to listen to. So definitely have uh, be prepared for what you're gonna listen to when you listen to a Bought Mission. But it's a great record. You know, yeah, the writing on that is super impeccable. Dude, I want to bring it to time and place because yeah. I remember going to your album release party. And the energy in that room being phenomenal, yeah. dude. I remember we ran want want twice in a row, yeah, dude. Bro, it was flooded in there. Yo, shout out to Connecticut. They always popped out, man. It's big Connecticut way for real. Like, um, that listening party was amazing. Like amazing. Like, oh, I, I can't wait to do that again. We definitely gonna do that again. Have to, dude. Um, definitely like 2024, because I'm I got a project right now that I've been sitting on for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Certain records that I've been sitting on for a while that we just calculating. You know, it been brewing up. You, had, you gotta have a plan in order. You know what I'm saying? And momentum. So once you got a plan, oh, we got momentum. We got the eyes. We got the listeners. We got this. We got that. All right, now it's time to give it to them. You know what I'm saying? You never want to jump the gun a little bit too quick. Yeah, no, it really is like a whole strategy, yeah. a whole plan. Like, yeah. especially when you're not new to the game. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, if you're new to the game, just jump in and yeah. get stuff out there. Yeah, but yeah. if you're you got to have a strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how with this thing, marketing is everything. You know what I'm saying? Everything got to look a certain way. You market it a certain way. You know, so all that type of stuff. I want to talk to you, too, about a time and place. You connected with Alan Ritter on that project for Boonwalking. Yeah. How did that come about? Because I love that record. To, shout out to Alan Ritter, man. Um, I think, yeah, I reached out, Um, you know, because he's from Danbury. Yeah. We're in Danbury right, right now. Right now. Um, so, yeah, he reached out. I think it's a little blurry too, um, because this was a long time ago. But I think he had reached out and then just sent over some beats, and you know I, I rapped on a couple of them, sent them back. You know what I'm saying? He was filling them, and um, yeah, man. Shout out to Alan Ritter, man. We we did a couple records 
think 2021. I went back. I went to Jersey. We linked up again. And these records, Mike, I'm telling you. The ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, shout out to Alan Ritter because I was in that bag. Like, And this is when, like, we talking about, like, back then, I was good. I was good. But I went in there, like, I was great now. Like, I knew, like, what I what I was capable of. And I knew who Alan, I know who Alan Ritter is. We talking Drake, Rihanna, all, like, we talking about that caliber of producer. And we talking about a kid from Bloomfield, Connecticut. I got to come in there with my pen sharp. And that's what I did. I left there with, like, at least seven, eight records, man. Like, I was in there just cooking up. They was, we drinking wine. Boom, 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 right in, right, boom. All right, let's get it. All right, next one. All right, boom, boom. Like, they was looking in, like, it was like, yo, this guy is an animal. Can't wait for you to listen to those records. Dude, speaking about coming correct, dude. Yeah. Funk Flex, man. Yeah. How'd that go? How'd uh, that come to be? Oh, uh, man, Funk Flex. Shout out to Flex, man. Um. Oh, that relationship was built um off of Relly Rail. Shout out to DJ Relly Rail. That's my guy. Um, he used to DJ back and forth, so he used to he used to do uh, Hot ninety seven and Hot ninety three point seven. So uh, you know, Flex would be like, "Yo, what's what's, what's popping in Connecticut right now? Who who, who up there?" Oh, he was like, "Oh, annoyed, yeah, that's my man." Right. So he played him Autumn in Cincinnati, and um, next thing you know, he start playing one of the records off Autumn in Cincinnati, like one ones that he like. And the thing about Flex, he gonna play what he want. He don't care if it's a single or nothing. He gonna play what he likes. So he's played Anesthesia off of that. Um, and then somebody was like, "Yo." I think they playing your joint over here on Hot 97, Funk Flex. I'm like, what? It's crazy. Somebody sent me a video. I was like, oh, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think that's the clean version. <laughs> he cleaned it himself and everything. So, you know what I'm saying? We boom, boom, that happened. Next thing you know, uh, Relly Rel hit me like, yo, annoyed. Flex wants you to come do the freestyle tomorrow. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm ready. And it's crazy because I had a freestyle ready for Flex. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wrote it, like, weeks before, not knowing I was going to be on Flex, but I wanted to make sure I had something ready. It's the definition of stay ready. So you don't got to get ready. ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been practicing this my whole life, and this is what we talk about perfecting your craft over and over because you build, like, a system in your brain, you know, a preparation. I'm always prepared now. You can never catch me slipping. They could call me for they could call me for anybody tomorrow. Yo, no, we need you hit back. You can't do that with every rapper. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Flex, man. When you did that freestyle and dropped it, how did you see like everybody react to that? Bro, it was history. It was really history. Like to know that I was I, I and don't quote me on this, but I think they were saying I was the first Connecticut rapper. To do a freestyle on Funk Flex. Damn, dude. That's incredible, dude. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. I think I made history. Like I was freestyle number 14. First CT rapper ever to be on Funk Flex. Like to, to me, for me to say that right now, Mike, in front of you right now, it's unbelievable. Like when, Insane, when we dude. sit here and write things on paper, you look at it like, wait, for real? Like me? I'm like I, me and like in front of this camera right now saying this like I'm the first Connecticut rapper to be on Funk Flex freestyles, and you also bodied the Five um, Fingers of Death, dude. Yeah, Can yeah. we talk about you oh going up on God, Sway, dude? Bro. And then we talk about preparation because I was ready. I was ready for Five Fingers of Death like months before, and then um, I think Heather B had a dream that she uh 
She's seen me, Oswin, Chris Rivers, Sean Smith on Band for, uh, Band for TV, uh, the old uh, Big Pun joint. Um, so uh, she was like, all right, we, well, we want to see if we can recreate that. So we went in the studio, recreated that. And then Sway called, Sway called, before we did, went in the studio with it, Sway called, and they was like, yo, we want you to do this, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, yeah, before we get off the phone, though, I'm ready for Five Fingers of Death. What we doing? He was like, oh, word? You ready? And I'm like, I've been ready. You know what I'm saying? He was like, all right, we're going to set up a day. Boom, boom, boom. I think it was like a week after. Went up there, tore it down. I done turned five fingers of death to the iron fist, the fire. <laughs> I'm in this rap game. I remember, I remember all those balls vividly. Like, I was going crazy up there. I lost my mind. It's up there still. My mind is still up there because it's not here. Yeah, dude. I but lost I, it. And I remember those being big moments, not only for you, but for Connecticut, yeah, too, because yeah. you're kind of opening the door for a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I always knew the job that I had. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's a heavy crown. It's a heavy, it's a heavy, like, it's wearing, I was wearing a lot, but I knew that I perfected my craft over the year. This is what I prepared for. We talk about time and time again writing raps in my room preparing for these moments so i was always built for it you know what i'm saying like i just perfected it over the years and now look man sway in the morning knock down funk flex knock down everything burned shatter <laughs> disintegrated <laughs> you feel me i do dude and you know what how do you feel being an artist from connecticut it's beautiful it is beautiful it's but beautiful it's it's tough that's what I want to get into. It's very tough. Um, it's tough because we're not really a, a like a creative state. We're more like consumer state. Like we consume a lot of things. We don't create it. You know what I'm saying? So we're not known for like we do create it, but we're not known. Let me let me let me uh rephrase that. We're not known for creating. So when you say Oh, he's from Connecticut. It's like, oh, what's over there? You, you, sure? like, you know what I'm saying? You could say, oh, I'm from New York. I'm from Jersey. I'm from L.A. Oh, that makes sense. Detroit. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But saying you was from Connecticut is like, wait, what? You know what I mean? So we always had to work 10 times as hard as everybody else. Because I think, you know, as far as music scenes go, we're still planting our flag a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's sure. like when you name all the cities you mentioned, like yeah. you can think of the exact sound. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And we got our sound. When yeah. I think of our Connecticut sound, I think of like art, like producers, even like Shump, dude, yeah, who like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, it's definitely, you know, um, a sound that's there. Um, and it's just going, it's, it, it, all it's going to do is just take time to catch on. You know what I'm saying? Because the universe don't really catch on to certain things until it's a certain time period. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't you can't rush it. You can't just be like, oh, we got a sound. Y'all got to like it. The the world is going to like what it, what it likes. You know what I'm saying? Like drill music. Like the world loves drill music now. You know what I'm saying? They didn't probably always like drill music. But drill's been a thing for such drill's a long time. Drill's been a thing for a long time, but it's like the timing. So it's like, you know, Connecticut have their time. We don't know when. But have their time where we can showcase that sound. Let's talk Blame It On Jay-Z, dude. Yeah. What inspired that album? Jay-Z. <laughs> I figured that would be the answer, but but where were you at? You know, like, oh, what made you want to do that project? Um, um, so it's inspired by the 444 album. I remember when Hove dropped this album. I was like, yo, this album is incredible. And I know Pace loved that album as well. So he was like, going back. You know, we used to always come up with ideas. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, you should make an album. Called Blame It On Jay-Z And just like All the records that you made Inspired by that album You We put it on one project And call it something You know what I'm saying 
Yeah. And that's that's what Blame It On Jay-Z kind of stemmed from, just be being inspired by Hove. So shout out to Hove, man. Was Pretty Swan on that album? Yes. So how did that record come to be? Because I love that record. Yeah, I love that record too. Um, Just me wanting to tell a story, man. I love telling stories. I love inspiring. I love to uplift. I love to motivate. Um, so that's just one of those records where it just let it lets you know, like, you don't have to be perfect because you're already perfect. You know what I'm saying? Just because you feel like you're insecure about something, you know, big nose, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your hair not as long as the other girls over there. You're not as tall as, you know, that guy over there. You know, you don't have to be down on yourself yeah. for the way the Lord made you. You know what I'm saying? Be comfortable in your skin. You know what I'm saying? You're perfect the way you are. So, And I think that's another thing. I know we talked about this a little bit, but your music has a message, you know? Yeah. How important is having a message to you? Um, Very important because I have a kid. You know what I'm saying? And even before I had a kid, I knew it had to be important because I was a kid listening to music, wanting to hear something. And I know that people like to use music as a tool, medicine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, music is medicine for certain people. And honestly, for the whole world. We would be nothing without music. Think about Everything, movies, you know what I'm saying? Anything. Traffic would be. Like traffic, restaurants. Everything would just be quiet without music. Fashion, everything. We going viral. Everything, bro. Like without music, the world has nothing. What do we have? We don't have a lifestyle. We don't have slang. We don't have fashion. We don't have nothing, bro. Identity. Some people get their whole identity from rappers or singers or everything man so it's important man music is everything without music we don't have anything thank you music for allowing us to have a career amen you know what i'm saying (laughs) to make money because if music didn't exist what would i be doing i don't know i'm not good at anything else i may be talking down on myself let me not say i'm not good at anything else because i probably would be great at whatever you're doing yeah i'm saying but music is my passion you know what i'm saying so how does it feel to have a career in music, dude? Because not everyone gets that privilege, dude. Blessed. I'm blessed because... Man, like, bro, I remember, like, not making a goddamn cent off of anything. <laughs> Music-wise, you know what I'm saying? Like, you put in all this stuff. You buy your studio equipment. You buy this. You buy the beat. You buy the studio time. You know what I'm saying? You buy the outfit for the video. You buy the music video. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You buy the models for the video. You buy the uh, cars for the video. You buy, you know, everybody got to eat at the video shoot. So you buy the food at the video. You you buy so much at the, like, for the music just to put it on YouTube and get two views. It's part of the game, dude. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or to get two streams for nobody to listen to it to make nothing back. But you're having fun. You know what I'm saying? And I think those days of investing in, like, investing in my time, investing in that, putting money into this, putting money in the studio, it made me who I am today. So you have to lose before you win. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to say. It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow to know that you got to lose before you win because, like, telling me that, no, I got to lose all my account go negative and all that just to get money. I'm probably still in the negative right now. I'm probably still in the negative, but eventually I won't be. You know, Drake was probably in the negative for a long time. Now he's in, su- in a super, super positive. positive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
eventually you get there, you know? Eventually you get there. And what? But hold on. Yeah. But, but, but everybody doesn't get there, though. You have to have everything. Music is, 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 is real meticulous because you got a tons of rappers in the world. It's a gazillion rappers, gazillion producers. What do you have, though, that makes you stand out? What do you have that makes you stand out? Because everybody can rap a word. I could sit, yo, I can bring a thousands of people in here and rap a verse, and you'd be like, yo, that verse is so incredible. You should be big as Drake. But you're not. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So everybody has this, has a gift. Like, everybody has to have that thing. Somebody, some, you have to have that thing instilled in you. We all can't be famous. We all can't be Drake. Yeah. I hate to keep going back to Drake, but Drake is just like he crushing it. He's here. just so here, like you know what I'm saying. Like he's but just a super definition of a successful rapper. But it's so true because there are a million artists I can think of that I know are good. Yeah, but they don't level up because they don't have all the other factors. Yeah, you know, and music is so much more than just the music just itself. The music, yeah. It's the relationships. Yeah. It's the going to the events. It's the you know yeah, the sauce, the image, dude. the sauce. You know the the, the personality. Personality is huge. You know, some you might be super dope, but you're shy, so nobody knows you. Yeah, so you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. What advice would you have to an artist that you know is maybe in the negative right now and like putting themselves completely in and hasn't seen their win yet? Uh-huh. Be patient. It sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Me talking to this person right now, it sucks, bro, because I was there crying, want to quit. I'm like, yo, I'm about to quit this. I don't care about this music. Like, like I care about it, but nobody cares about me. I know I'm great. It took a while for people to be like, under under my pictures, under my posts, flame emojis. Everybody who didn't always like me, I wasn't always likable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't always, I, I was always good. But to, for, for people to finally see your greatness... It's a moment within itself. But that takes patience. That takes time. takes investing in yourself. A lot of self-confidence. You know what I'm saying? Not caring about what everybody else thinks, too. So you care. You got to care about what people think, but not care about what people think as well. You know what I'm saying? So just, like, be built. Build your thick skin because you're going to need it, bro. You're going to need to know that every song you make is not going to be great. And people going to have to tell you that to your face. And you're going to have to know how to swallow it and be like, all right, I got to go make another song. Pause. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're going to have to just build your thick skin, man. Yeah. And I think one thing, too, is that when you do that, you just start to level up little by little. And when you have those moments, yeah, they feel so much better because yeah. it wasn't just like immediate. It was yeah. like, I worked for this. This is, yeah, yeah. here we are. It's, it's something about working to get towards something, you know what I'm saying? And then once you get it, it's like, wow, I did that. Because if you just get it, let's say we just got rich. As soon as you got out the womb, you just rich. Don't got to work for nothing. Everybody listen to your music. You're super famous. It's just regular to you. So when you had the Grammys, you don't even say thank you because you just automatically was getting it. The cake's not as sweet if you've had cake your whole <laughs> exactly, life, Exactly, you know what I'm saying? But if you ain't, if you had to work hard, fell down, get up, fall down again, get up, fall down, get top to the top, fall off the mountain, get up again, and then, like, that 17th time was like, yo, I fell down 17 times and got up, and now I'm here. All of that bloodshed that I did, all of the tears that came down, it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? All the pain that we put in was worth it. What was something you had to overcome in your career? A lot of no's, man. A lot of people told us no. A lot of people told us not right now. A lot of people told us, oh, I don't like his image. I don't like his music. You know what I'm saying? Having thick skin, bro. Like, 
Everybody ain't always like me. Probably everybody don't like me now. <laughs> I don't care because <laughs> I have people that love me. You feel me? And the love outweighs the hate all the time. You know what I'm saying? So just like building that core base. You know that's what I learned on this journey. I learned it from Webby. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't like Webby. He's fucking fire. He's great. He's where he's great where he's at. He's super successful. You know, making what he's making, and he's okay with his career. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just knowing that you could build your own base. Just build for the people that love you. Yeah. Don't try to get the whole world because the whole world is not going to be on board. Everybody's not going to like me. Do I care? No. Some no. advice that I was given early on is that you don't need all the fans in the world. Yeah. You get 10,000 people to put 100 bucks into you a year. Yeah. That's a million dollars before tax. That's a lot of money. That's a, bro, if we had a thousand. Yeah, yeah that's like, life-changing money right there. So it's like, I'll take the 10,000 any day. Yeah, dude. You know? Oh my, speaking of web, though, I want to talk about ADHD. So yeah. how did that all come together? Um, obviously, just having that relationship with Webb, you know what I'm saying? And him seeing um, where I was at. Because I was kind of like plateaued at a certain at a certain point in my career. In like 20, 2019, I think I signed the web. I think it was like right before twenty twenty. I think I'm not. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, um, but I just learned so much being in this process, um, about just the game. You know, Spotify, all of this thing, metadata, all of these things that I didn't know about. I learned over the years, touring, merch, meet and greet, all of these things that I just learned just being in that realm, you know, with Webby and just like learning. So I'm just, I was just like a sponge, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, this can't hurt. There's no way this opportunity could hurt me because I'm going to learn, you know what I'm saying? So the knowledge that I know now, just being, you know, signed to ADHD, I wouldn't give it up for the world, man. So what's something that you learned from being with ADHD that could help um, artists? Um... Soak up as much, much knowledge as you can. Um, yeah, just soak up as much knowledge as you can. You can learn something every. You you learn something new every day. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that I uh, that I learned being on ADHD is just like nothing is a bad decision. No, let me not let me not say that. You do make bad decisions, like you know what I'm saying, getting drunk and crashing your car. That's a horrible decision. You know, terrible what I'm saying? choice. Yeah, but do that. you know. Um, you know, going on that trip, going on that tour, you may be missing out on, you know, your job, you know, potentially firing you, but you're going to learn so much being out there, being on the road and like come back with knowledge that you didn't know. So just like wherever, if you're in a situation, if you see a situation in front of you, just take it, you know what I'm saying? Roll with it. You're going to learn. So just like, just be mindful and just have your notepad out, you know, so write down your notes because knowledge is key with this shit. Yeah, let's talk tour too. Yeah. What was the first time going out on tour like for Annoyed, oh, dude? Oh, man. Um, yo, the first time going out on tour was crazy. I think it was Webby Lab 2 tour or something like that. I'm not sure. Shout out to Webby for putting me on his tour. Listen, this old, yo, like, because like, he taught me so much. That's really my bro. Like, um, being on that tour, I learned so much about the difference between being in the studio and being on stage. I learned about listening to music in the studio and listening to music on stage. I was changing my set list like at least four or five times before I got it right. Maybe maybe even seven. You know what I'm saying? Certain records that you were like, oh, this is my favorite record. You get on stage and everybody's just like, 
and then your you, the record that you don't even like that much. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. That, I'm like, and then you're like, wait, what? What is going on? You know what I'm saying? So you learn that, every, like, you, you think you know what's going to work until you get there, and it doesn't work. So that's what I learned on tour is like, oh, okay, this is a whole different realm of artistry. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could go in the studio and make music, take that same music and do a tour, or take that same music and do a set list and see, and see how it goes. You're going to get humbled, like, real quick. You're going to go back to the drum board and be like, oh, no. Nah. We got to take that snare out. Let's keep the drums right there. But we won't take the drums. All right. All right. Chop that last verse off. We don't need to be doing seven, like, you know, two whole verses. So just chop that verse. We're just going to do one verse. Go to this song. Uh, do an acapella right here. You know what I'm saying? I learned all of these things being on my first tour. Yeah, dude. I also heard about a memory. Yeah. You know, Santo shared this with me that you guys almost died. Oh, yeah. Cause the axle broke oh, on yeah, the van and damn. Fury clutched it, dude. Shout out the shout out the Fury for saving my life. <laughs> because, you know, obviously my life is very precious, you know, and I have a career that I still want to thrive in. So I just want to thank you, Fury, for saving my life, man. I like you. But yeah, we almost died, man. Um, I think we was on the way to somewhere. I forgot some spot in Canada, and um, yeah, to just the axle work, and it, like it sounded a little weird. Being in the car, I mean, being in the van, and I'm like, yo, y'all don't, like, I'm, I didn't say that, but, like, yo, y'all don't hear that? Like, it sounds like something about to happen, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, poof, and we just on the highway. Everybody just quiet. And then Fury just merge over quietly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, like, all the way on this side, like, three lanes over. He just cross over, boom, boom, boom. Thank God no, no tractor trailer was right there or no other cars was there. We just... God for you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, God was on our side. Shout out to God, I like you. Yeah, no, Fury's the man, dude. I think if anyone was to clutch that moment, yeah. it would be him, dude. Bro, if it was me, we'd have been all right, y'all. Nice knowing you, me too, dude. No, I I no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that whole shit would have been flipped over, man. Yeah, dude, you know what? I want to talk to you too. I want to talk to you about uh, Yuck, your project was static, yeah. dude. How did yeah. that come together? That's an iconic um, project, yeah, dude. man. Um, you know, just like I said, like relationships. Um, you know, uh, being up at Shea 45, um, you meet a lot of people. So I met Static, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I tore his platform down, you know what I'm saying? Show off radio, I knocked it down. I, I was just burning everything down at this point, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then we got a couple records in. Um, I went to the studio a couple, uh, a couple times, did some, did some records. Um, and then I was like, yo. It'd be fire. I think we was at some... Static had a show some at the Blue... I think it was at the Blue Note or some shit like that, Manhattan or something. And then I was, I was talking to Pace. I was like, yo, that'd be fire if me and Static just did a whole project together. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna ask him about it. And this is when he was doing projects with, like, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he did the... um, He did a couple other projects, too. And I was like, yo, the fact that I'm even doing a project with Static Selector is crazy. You know? Legendary Static Selector. I used to always listen to Joey Badass, you know? Shout out to Joey. Um, still want that feature. Um, but, like, to just be in that realm and just working with a legendary producer like that, I'm super grateful. Me being from Bloomfield, doing that, it's crazy. So shout out to Static, man. Still great project. And I can't wait to do them records on tour because those are some hard records. You know yeah, saying? dude. I want to talk to you, too, about Oxblood, dude. Yeah. How'd that come together? Oh, uh, Oxblood. 
Um, just being strategic. Um, Ox Blood was like records that I dropped throughout the year, being on ADHD, and I just added like a couple more records on there. I added two more records, two new records. And the thing about Ox, the thing I learned about Ox Blood was your music don't get old. You could drop a single, right? Let's say you drop a single like last year. Everybody don't see it, so you re, you repackage it up. Everybody like, oh my god, I love this record so much. I just dropped that like last year. You didn't hear it the first time, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like really just being like strategic on be like, all right, let me repackage these and put new records on here just to get people familiar with the old records that I did. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's actually important and really good advice to any artists that are listening. Yeah, is you know. Don't be afraid to drop things all as singles and then repackage it yeah, as the album yeah. because the music's going to be new to somebody. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing I realized, too, with uh, social media as well. Because once I started, like, reposting a lot of my freestyles that I dropped um, over the year, I just delete the old one, repackage it up, boom, boom. That's how I went viral. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I posted a I posted a freestyle three times before it went viral. I want to talk to you about that too, because your socials have grown a yeah. lot within the last year, but you've been in it for a long time, yeah, dude. Yeah. So how does it feel to have a lot of growth, you know, in the uh, last uh yeah, man. I was just at uh I was at I was stuck at 60 for like five years. 65 60,000 followers. I was just there, like not budging at all. It was just one budge. No matter how many no matter how many freestyles I put up, no matter what I put up. It would just stay there. Um, and to just, I had to take a reset. Like, I had to just reset. Like, what up, what up, what up, what should I do? Come up with a plan, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend a couple bucks on just running ads, boosting my reels, boosting my reels. So every time I would put an ad up, I mean, I would put a freestyle up, I'd boost it. Keep boosting, keep boosting. Next thing you know, everything getting some traction. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if boosting it did it because... Like, it doesn't matter how much you put on there. I I remember I threw, like, five bucks on one thing, and only, was only like, 75 cent was used, but it was going viral. So maybe I just caught the algorithm real good, but maybe that's just off of repetition, just staying consistent with my post. So it's beautiful to see a formula, to come up with a formula and see it work. Yeah, you know dude. Saying? It's different when, when you actually see it happen in real time. You're like, oh... All right, let me keep doing this. Once you got once you got that momentum, you gotta go. Like once I went viral, I was like, oh, okay, boom, here. Every day. Y'all gonna keep getting and then I started getting more views and more views and more views. Every time they like, who is this guy? Where did I start reposting my old freestyle sway in the morning, all these other things? They like, oh my God, this is great. Years old, but it's always new to something. You know how many people there are on earth a that lot, don't dude. know who Mike Squires is or know it is? Eight billion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dude. That could potentially be in our arena. And we only need ten thousand. Yeah, we only need ten thousand. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, once you find a formula, stick to it, man. And I'm glad I found my formula, and I'm just sticking to it, man. Yeah, and with everything growing on socials, yeah. did you get any cool opportunities or somebody reach out and show love yeah. that you might not have expected? Oh my God, Joel Santana. Come on, dog. Um, Mario. Come hit on, me in the dude. DM. Um, I'm locking in with the Heat Makers uh, this Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday. Um, they did a lot of records for Dipset. Insane, know? dude. So I'm about to go to uh, Manhattan and uh, lock in with him. Um, definitely some other uh, other people um, hit me in the DM, but I don't want to keep name dropping. But it's <laughs> no, like, you're good, dude. You know, but it's like 
once you start going, once everybody starts seeing it, it's just flooded. Like you wake up and you see, oh my God, this person hit me, this person hit me. Everybody, you know, somebody commented, you know, OBJ like my real, you know what I'm saying? Like Odell Beckham <laughs> Judy, you know what I'm saying? It's like you start seeing it. So it's just a beautiful thing. And I just want to keep keep going up, man. And potentially, yo, Drake, you know, like my video or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have me come to, I'll, I'll, yo, I need you on my next album. Uh, all right, bet. And Let's if you stay it. ready, you don't have to get ready. And if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Facts. So with everything on socials, I want to kind of talk about that because the algorithm is kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. And I'm sure there are a lot of artists out there that are pushing yeah. that aren't seeing success and, you know, might be getting discouraged. Yeah. What advice do you have for them? Um, Like I said, be patient, man. Um, Invest in yourself, man. I hate to say it, but, you know, sometimes people be like, yo, I want to do a music video to this song right here. Don't do no music videos until the demand is there for the music video. As a music video director, dude, I agree. You know what I'm saying? And I know you do music videos, so yeah. I, I know you're not going to look at me crazy because no, you, no, know, no. you know how you know how this goes. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're not already established artist like Future Drake, of course do a music video. It's going to do billions of views. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a new artist, you know what I'm saying? 500 followers on Don't spend 1500 on a video. You're going to... Doesn't make sense. You're gonna get way more bang for your buck on the short form. On the content. short form, just do a whole bunch of verses. If you don't got nobody, no cameraman, take your iPhone, have somebody shoot it, download captions. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, music videos, you know, for like the bigger picture, yeah. you know, the brand and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. You know, definitely important. Yeah. But if it's like the play that you're trying to make things pop off, unless it's like a very clever concept yeah yeah might not be the power move yeah it's definitely not especially if you're gonna spend at least 10 15,000 I know people that spend 10 15,000 on a music video it's, it don't make if you got it you got it but like I'm telling you if you don't don't feel like you have to get it <laughs> you know what I'm saying do that micro content do the short content do the do the little you know iPhone videos download the captions app I don't know how much it costs right now. I'd have got it. You know, I don't know how much it costs a month, but, you know, it's definitely worth it. Oh, yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? Download Kinmaster on your on your phone or whatever. They got Vixer where you could just, you know, upload the song to your phone. Boom. Edit. You can edit everything on your phone. I do a lot of things from my phone now. You know what I'm saying? Me just, too, dude. You know? I'm a video guy. <laughs> exactly. I do a lot of things from I edit, slice up on my phone and get it done, put it up on Instagram and then just boost it. So you don't really need nobody. If anything, you just need somebody to hold the camera. You know, this kind of brings me to an interesting thought, too, is that the whole game is just adapt or die. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you feel like you've had to adapt to the game, yeah. you know, throughout from when you started to now? Yeah. Um, like, adapting is is one thing that, that you just have. Like, you got to have that in the tool belt, you know, be, unless you'll fall. There's been a lot of rappers that been here and was gone because they didn't want to adapt. You know what I'm saying? But like, I hate to keep saying Drake is the king adapter. Adapting, yeah. He's king adapter through every era, everything. You know what I'm saying? He kept the number one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No matter how much time changed, how much the sound changed, he's like, okay, boom, we're going to do that. He's just super calculated. So it's like just just staying adapted is everything, bro. Like just know, having that in the tool belt and just being able to get uncomfortable. You know, so just be able to just be like, all right, if if the game changes next week, we can adapt and we can change. You know what I'm saying? Don't be too stubborn and stuck up in your old ways because you're not going to be successful. Yeah. How did the record with Marlon Craft come to be? Um, you know, like I said, relationships, man. Um, I just had a record and I was like, yo, 
I want to get you on the song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And everybody just knowing that you nice. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that that you 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 that you're a great guy. Because I know I like I always make sure I'm presentable. I always make sure I'm a great person because I know it could potentially not not just because the this reason. Also, my mom raised me right, so I'm just genuinely a good dude. But you always want to present yourself and be a great person because it, these relationships can be a potential feature or a potential tour support or anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know this dude is, do- is dope. I'm going to call him with an opportunity. All all of, all of just relationships, you know what I'm saying? So being mindful of your relationships. So, you know, shout out to Marlon for, you know what I'm saying, just being like, hell yeah, I do it. Yeah, and you said your mom raised you right. How does it feel being a dad in music? Uh, I mean, being a dad overall is it's a roller coaster. I remember the first time I told you. I remember, dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, man. Damn, I'm about to have a kid. This is crazy. But just to like, we here to be fruitful. You know what I'm saying? The Lord said be fruitful and multiply. So like, I knew eventually I would want to have a kid. And it just built me up to just be patient. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not fully patient. You know what I'm saying? But I'm getting there. I have my days where I'm like, yo, this guy, leave me alone. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I think it's just having that balance of just... Like I said, somebody had hit me too. Like, yo, how do you balance that out? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like really being critical of time management. You know what I'm saying? Every second of every day is a time to write a lyric or write a song. You know what I'm saying? I could write a song in my head right now. I could write a couple lyrics in my head, take the trash out, or I'm about to go to the bathroom real quick. Every every minute of every second is an opportunity to write one line or one thought or one idea. So time management is key, bro. Like just managing your time and taking sacrifices, bro. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta sacrifice. You gotta sacrifice your time. Wake up a little bit earlier, go to sleep a little bit later. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel your perspective has changed since you had a kid? Um just off of like the way I carry myself or like what I'm saying too. Like sometimes I write a line and be like, uh, how would my son feel if he heard this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, or how would somebody else's because so, once you have a kid, you start thinking about everybody else's kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you were just real mindful of what you say and how you say it. So that's how my perspective changes. Like kind of like, all right, let me just scan it and make sure. Proofreading my stuff before I just put it out in the world. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk to you too outside of music is that you've been prioritizing health. Yeah. And that's something that I just got into and yeah. I realized that it's very important to do. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about therapy? Oh, man. Yeah, man. Um. Therapy is super dope. It helped me out a lot on just, like, a lot of inner work. You know, you think um, sometimes as humans, we just go. We just live life, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, your, your childhood, you just kind of tuck it away. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that happened in my childhood, but, you know, I am who I am today, boom, boom, boom. You don't realize how impactful your childhood is until you, you know, start going through life and, you know, going being in relationships you're like, oh, damn, that's ha- that happened because I was this way. I was raised this way. That's why I'm this or I can't be faithful or my dad wasn't there. So that's why I'm this and such and such. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things happen because of your childhood or the way you was raised. So in therapy unpacks it. Having somebody to talk to, having somebody that prof- like that's their profession is to unpack, take you back to the days that you don't even didn't even know things was happening and affecting you until you was, you were grown. You know what I mean? So shout out to therapy. Shout out to my therapist, Jeroy Smith. Um, 
It's my guy, man. That's my guy. And how do you feel that therapy has impacted your creativeness? Um, like I said, it it just like it opens my brain up. Mm. You know, uh, like I said, just being mindful of what I'm writing down. Like, oh, maybe I should just talk about this. Maybe I should be. I always been vulnerable, but being more vulnerable in my music, like just speaking my life, and because when you speak about therapy, one thing I realized too, like when you speak about mental health, it makes other people want to speak about their mental health and get the confidence. Because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. A lot of people don't want to talk about what they're going through or what, what they're going through at home. People don't want to talk about. It. They're too shy. They feel like nobody's gonna hear them. They feel like they're the only ones going through it. Until you actually talk to somebody, you're like, "Yo, I'm going through the same thing." Wow. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's important to just get out your comfort zone. Go to therapy because it unpacks so much, man. So it definitely just unpacked so much that made me a, a bigger, uh, a, a better man, better father, and just like it's a better person, a better artist. You know what I'm saying? Because I got different shelves in my brain now. It's not just one shelf. It's like, oh, I can open this up. I can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. And when you start sharing... When you start sharing your story, too, you'd be surprised how many people relate to it. Yeah. And I think that's, like, something that's, like, you know, on my journey, I realized I was, like, oh, made me a little bit more comfortable to share. Yeah. Relatability is key. You know what I'm saying? And that's why um, it's super important to be relatable in your music because just be real in your music and, like, you know, because other, other people may be going through the same thing as you, you know. So just be mindful and just be brave. Bravery is key. Yeah, so be brave, y'all. Annoyed, what's your message to the world, though? Like, what do you, if people listen to your music, what do you want them to take away from you? Um, it's a great question. Um, what do I want the people to take away from me? So I'm real. You know, just know that I'm real. Know that I, I give it my all. I gave everything my all. Every song that I did, every verse that I did. I wanted to put out the best product possible, you know? And I always, every show I did, every time I got on the stage, like, you know, like, every every show, every state, every time somebody meet me, it's electric, you know what I'm saying? And I just want, to, I just want people to know that the electricity never stops. <laughs> and I'm here, I'm here for a long time, man, and I'm here, and I'm just going to keep building. So if you listen to my music, just know, that I'm just going to keep getting better and better. If you listen to a new song from me, it's going to get better than that. I'm going to keep getting better, guys. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for Annoyed? Um, 2024 is looking electric. We at the end of the year right now. It's December. Uh, I feel like I hit the buzzer beater this year. This year started off a little rocky. You know what I'm saying? Mid-year. It was cool. Boom, boom, boom. I feel like I found my formula towards the end of the year, you know, Passing 100K. My my goal for the, the 2023 was to hit 100K on, on the gram. I'm at 130 right now. Let's go, dude. So let's go. You know what I'm saying? So just know that next year, a million. A million followers on the gram. Let's go, dude. Let's do it, man. Like next year, just be ready for tours because I'm about to be at a stage near you, electrifying the place up, as I always do, setting it on fire. Giving y'all great music and giving y'all me, man. I can't wait. Yeah, and you know, Annoyed, you're an artist that I actually, or you're an artist that actually allows people to connect with you, right? You know, like if there's an artist on the up and coming right now, they can actually reach out to you and like you'll hit them back. Yeah. So what's the best way for people to do that if they wanted to? 
Uh, I answer a lot of DMs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if it's if it's worth replying, to, not not saying that a lot. A lot of DMs not worth replying to. Like you know, since somebody hit me, like let's work. Like yeah, let's work on what? Like you got to be more specific. You know what I'm saying? But if you, like the approach is right, I respond. So you know, Twitter is alive. You know, at me on Twitter. You know, hit me on Instagram and. Yeah, if someone wanted to collaborate with you, how could they make it happen? Yeah, if they could. Yeah, DM. Yeah, for sure. You know, hit me in the DM. I'm always open to, you know, to collab if it makes sense, you know, so. Awesome, dude. Well, that's about it for this app, dude. Yeah, man. Man, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I mean, this was amazing, you know. I just felt like I was chopping it up with my buddy, man. You know what I'm saying? Mike Squires and the friends, dude. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are literally your friends. That's so far, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you got to keep it going. Like, anybody that you bring up on the show has to be your friend. Because, yeah, because... Yeah. You know, so if if they're new to you, you just got to get to know them for a little bit and then bring them on the podcast. Yeah, I got some insight that someone might be coming on that I'm not yet mm-hmm. friends with. But I also that was part of my request. I was like, listen, I got to become friends with them prior yeah. to this. Otherwise, yeah, it's the whole not concept of the whole show is. Yeah. You had Webby on yet? I haven't had Webb on. I, I hit him today because I hit him about uh, this one. OK. And I was like, yo, what insight you got about annoyed for me? Uh but then I also was like, yo, come on the pod. And he was like, yeah, yeah I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's good. This was a good app, man. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I can't wait to watch it back and well, yeah, post thank- these reels up and stuff like that. Yeah, thank you for coming on, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now I want to share with you guys my thought of the day. And my thought of the day is this. Prioritize your health. Prioritize your happiness. Now listen. All the success in the world is great, and I'm happy for people that are successful. But if you're not happy doing it and your health is diminished because of it, it's not worth it. Because what's all that money matter if you're not here? So prioritize your health, prioritize what makes you happy, because that's truly what will give you purpose in life. And I, and I think that's it. Oh, you got to believe before the world does. <laughs>